Painkiller Nearly, episode 214. All right, we got so, Connor stuff, new Flyers mascot. Did my flying oh, thing. I, we could talk about I, that. I, I knew that, that Kyle wouldn't care about the Flyers mascot at all, but it is. It's so dumb and so bad. The that best. I, within, with, uh, no, no, wait for it, Woody. You're going to like the twist. The first three hours, I was like, this is the most retarded mascot I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, this is so dumb. What is it? What is a gritty? And it looks just like a big rotten carrot with orange fur. And I got to see it. You got to see it. And then I noticed him at a press conference. One, there was a clip of him in his first time skating at the whatever arena Philly plays in. And he <laughs> landed on his ass badly. And he fell pretty hard. And that made me like him a little more. And then I saw that actually the eyes of the mascot uniform are googly eyes. And so when he turns around quickly, he looks like a deranged maniac. So I very quickly flipped 180 on my gritty stance, and I'm pro-gritty. <laughs> Dude, I think it's really funny. The, um, the Philadelphia fanatic, the Philly fanatic for baseball, is often regarded as the best mascot in baseball. And to me, gritty is reminiscent of the, fil- of the fanatic. No. I th- he is. They're no. in the and same I like class. The fanatic. Nothing beats this. This looks like some. This what is this? What is this thing? It's, this is it's gritty. Like, There's what already is been gritty? a lot of fan edits to it, which are really funny. I don't know what it is. It, it's really disturbing. Like the you know you know that uh, socialist who won in New York. Yeah. These are the kind of eyes I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of white above the pupil with, with gritty. That's the. That's. I don't know what this is. If you if you're listening to this and you don't give a shit about hockey like me, I, I this is a shining moment in 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 hockey news. There's this is interesting. <laughs> this thing looks like a an Ewok mixed with like a Yeti, mm-hmm. mixed with a Russian. He's got hockey. His, he's got his playoff beard all year long. He's got. And he like, was like tweeting at the Penguins official account, like we're gonna kill those Penguins, like in like like. Uh, <laughs> uh, a little over the line things like for the rest of the NHL accounts, but I liked it. I thought it was good. No, I like and, that. I, yeah. I, I think you need to pre- push the envelope, especially if you look like that. Like there's no need in being mealy mouthed about your trash talk. Like <laughs> let them know you're here to you're, you're here for blood. And you got to be kill. big. Like you got to be eye catching if you're going to be a hockey mascot because it's not like football or any other sport where it's like where's the mat? Oh, he's kind of just fiddling around over there dancing. I guess like in hockey, it's like you know there's no room on the ice for you, fucker. Like you got to make that little. Amount of time in between periods, pop. Yeah, make sure people remember you. Gotta be you, seen from you know? the stands. This guy's out. They're this guy's think, great. What the fuck is that thing? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a made-up thing. It, it honestly, it's terrifying. Like like it really is a little scary. Like especially in this first image you sent. Like this is the sort of thing that would scare a child. I've seen children cry when like the Easter Bunny comes in the room. I, yeah, that's the mashup I linked to you. Please, this thing would terrify an adult. You see it at nighttime. Like that thing's outside my window, 10 p.m. I'm a little groggy. I, I'm terrified. Something's I'm getting terrified. shot. Oh, yeah. Terrified of this thing. Look at it. Look yeah, at the oh, eyes. The, his, his like photo shoot is upsetting almost. Like where he's in a dark arena with his, his eyes bloodshot. Like looking like he's on the middle of a bender. He's, he's cheering on the, the fucking Flyers to victory though. <laughs> I you hate know, because it. if the Flyers don't win, that's who they answer to. <laughs> <laughs> he's gritty. great. He's great. I, I can't yeah. think of a better mascot in all of hockey. It has the googly eyes. You're right. When it like it like flips its head and like and the and the eyes are just like wiggle 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 wiggle. Oh, that's great. Uh, what horse shit? 
Mascots are so fucking dumb. Hey, what, oh, they are. But what's if you're dumber, do it, cheerleaders? Silly and make it funny. I, I think they did a better job than anyone else in the NHL. They embraced the silliness. Like I like that. What's sillier though, cheerleaders or mascots? Uh, they're both pretty silly. It depends what you favor. Like if you like the little tidbit of sexiness, cheerleaders are better. But if you like the the potential for silliness. What if we combine the, the two? A sexy mascot. That's something or you don't like, see very You have the mascot trip. The cheerleaders or something unexpectedly or like they go to... Not literally combine them, but, but, but like, oh. like, like a mashup where like it's a... It's no, a like we'll all wear different parts of the same outfit. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you mean like the, the, the mascot runs really fast into the yes. cheerleaders? No, not literally combine them like in a blender okay, or anything, but like, I like, like sexy lady from the neck down silly muppet creature neck up like there's a help that she's wearing the big head googly eyes and all but big fucking titties underneath and a thong i like that we could probably convince the women to wear even less knowing that Since your face, face is never going to be seen and you open yourself up to a whole lot of butter faces out there mm-hmm. who, who don't charge nearly as much as these uh, as, as your average cheerleader no and you can already tell they've got 90 percent of the game already complete so it's going to have to be a real disaster when they take this mask. And if you take this mask off, it's only going to be an improvement, even if they have a terrible... <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's just hideous. Well, that, well, good for the Flyers. Maybe it'll uh, spur them on to a successful season whenever that starts. If, if when it's does not the started season start? Uh, eight days. Eight days. All right. Yeah, a little over a week. Then Something we get to pay attention to. If you told me the Stanley Cup was yesterday or tomorrow, I'd have believed either one equally. <laughs> that's that's how I am with baseball. Like I'm like it's I know October's a big month, right? Is that yeah, when yeah. It, that's when it hits? Yeah, that's right. yeah, of course it does. I grew up in St. Louis, of course I know these things. Like, yeah, Braves, <laughs> uh Wings of Redemption called it. Uh Atlanta Braves won the National League East. He called it before the season. They absolutely did. First time in five years. Uh so they're going to the World Series? Uh no, they won their uh their piece of their division. So the National League and there's there's a National League and the American League. Uh, amongst the National League, there are multiple divisions, and they won their division. So they're in the playoffs. They, so they are long. among the top six in baseball. Um, yeah, something like that, or the top eight, uh, maybe. Are the playoffs uh, decided in baseball yet? Yes. Well, uh, oh, actually, there, there may be some teams who have some instances where they haven't quite been decided yet. I'm not sure, but a lot of the teams have clinched it already. Yankees clinched, I'm almost positive. Um, I don't know who the wild card from the East will be. I know the Phillies uh, were second, I think. Or at least, oh, I need to check that. I know the Braves beat them in the day. That wasn't nice. Wow. Man, they're in our division. Yeah, our I don't think it's the Yeah, you're the, uh, the, the Braves are the only team in the East to have clinched so far. No, they didn't make it. Uh, Phillies are out. They're definitely not getting the wild card. Nationals were second in our, in our division. The in Cardinals might. Yeah, maybe. We'll, you know... I'll hear when people start talking about it. You know? <laughs> people are wearing red. Yeah, I'll know. I, I think right now the Cardinals are half a game ahead of oh. the Rockies, and they're in. In nice. Yeah. Well, there we go. Oh, speaking of sports, mm. uh, the old Mizzou Georgia game this weekend is closer than I thought it would be, given that uh, we also got hosed from a stopping of forward motion play, which they picked up as a fumble. Anyone who has, come on, yeah, you know that was bullshit. Where they push the guy back three yards, then he dropped it, and then they pick it up and he runs it in. And then there was also the three points where the internet was like, they just called a good field goal no good. 
and there were people like doing geometry. Like, yeah, it's that was totally good. Like, it was an accepted thing. Like, yeah, yeah. that was a, a flub. And so, really, it should have been thirty-nine to forty if we got those. Like, assuming no extra point there, or thirty-eight to forty, uh -huh. assuming no extra point. Yeah, I, I only watched the games who were playing a legitimate opponent, so uh, I missed that one. Must <laughs> <laughs> have missed that one. No, I just skipped that one. I, I was oh, man, like, I can't wait until Alabama pushes your shit in. Oh, we'll again. see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see about that. Dude, Mizzou and, just made a, a competent game against you guys. It was Mizzou. an ugly win. It was an ugly win. The rest of Georgia wins guys have had, been had quite the refs. convincing. Yeah, but hey, who have you played so far? South Carolina. That's a that's a big game for us every year. They that's almost always closer than it than it uh, should be. Uh, South Carolina always plays a good game against us, and we trounced them this year. Uh, I, I mean, there's a reason they're ranked number three in the country. They don't just throw dice and figure that shit out. Well, it's no, a, I know Georgia's good, but South Carolina's not ranked. Oh yeah, they're not. They're not great. I, I thought. I, th I thought they were top twenty-five or something when we beat them before we. I don't beat know. Them. We, we play them next week. We'll see. I. I only really care about Mizzou if they're playing Georgia, and even then, not much. <laughs> yeah. I, I only watch the clips, but and they States. wore these ugly ass helmets. My my alma mater, NC State, still undefeated. What's going to happen with our West Virginia game? It was canceled because of Hurricane Florence. Do they just like squeeze it in, or is it over? Like not. No, they'll squeeze. They it in. will play it. You yeah, they'll, they'll have like it. one of their yeah. bye weeks will get taken up. Yeah, or something. I guess West it. Virginia is, I think, pretty good this year. Actually, they're currently fourteenth. So 14th. maybe just What's let North that Carolina? one go. Uh, North Carolina is one of those teams where you count also getting votes. Like they're not terrible, but they're not top twenty-five. That's where we like to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, that was like fun for a year and a half at Mizzou when it was like, yeah, we won the SEC East again. And then just get the shit pushed in by, you know, whatever, you know, huge SEC school, Alabama or whatever the fuck. But yeah, I, you know, yeah. if Mizzou can't do well, I hope Georgia does well. If the rankings went to 36, we'd be ranked. Ah, <laughs> well, maybe they'll the open AP it up a bit. Thirty-six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, fuck Alabama. I, I I always hope for some sort of a natural disaster to occur and and just wipe those people out. That is just a perennial well, maybe, world beater. Maybe Their Clemson will push your shit in and change it up. They're like Alabama's second team is a really good and competent D1 SEC school. Yeah, like if yeah. you're like, all right, we're gonna they do Georgia against they would beat Missouri. The, uh, uh, Georgia versus Alabama's second team, and it'd be like, I don't know, I mean, it's gonna be really <laughs> close, guys. I saw on Twitter when the game was going on, people like Alabama versus Texas A&M, and Texas A&M like isn't great, but they're no slouch of a team. Mm -hmm. And they were like, people were like, man, it was 31 to 30. Like at half, and like like one of the main comments from people is like thirty one to thirteen, thirty one to thirteen, not thirty one to thirty, thirty one to thirteen, and they're like, man, got it handed to Texas A and M, they're keeping it close. <laughs> it's like it's like if like this they is have nearly insane. half their score. I know, like <laughs> like, like somebody needs this is we need monopoly busters for college football where they're like Alabama, you got to settle down. We that, know you don't have any professional sports, ah, so you put all of it into this. We're now. Yeah, Georgia's number two now. We moved uh, up in the polls. Oh, oh, two and they, three. They were two, uh, when we played Coaches them. three and two uh, AP. Okay. You and Clemson are trading your spots. Uh, that makes sense. I would much rather Clemson be behind you guys or them lose because I have a friend who went to Clemson and is always on their jock. It's Clemson. Clemson? Mm -hmm. hmm. No Not one Clemson. says it directly. Oh, Clemson. Yeah, All right, like well, I didn't go to Clemson. 
No. I, uh, I, I used to drive through there a good bit. I, I knew a girl who went to Clemson. We used to recruit out of there. I, didn't, I probably said it wrong the whole time I was there. But yeah, I don't with... anybody find it. They're all from the most of them from the south. They can't pronounce. Uh, these are IT oil. people. They're from India. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, they definitely can't pronounce. It. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They can't pronounce shit. You were saying <laughs> that you had some sort of Conor McGregor insight or or something you watched, yeah. uh, uh, Taylor. What do you got? Oh yeah, so like, uh, <clears throat> I get all of my my UFC information from you guys for the most mm-hmm. part. And I was like, all right, this seems like a pretty good one. And this Nur- Nurmagomedov seems fascinating because he doesn't talk that much, at least from what I can tell. Not that I, I've watched the interviews, which he doesn't speak. <laughs> but I was like, all right, I'm going to watch some, uh, some highlights of this guy. And I, was on, I don't remember which one of you is voting or betting on McGregor and which one of you is on Kyle's Khabib. for Connor. Okay, you're for Connor. Because I always, like, my layman stance is like, yeah, I bet Connor's going to win. Like, yeah, he, he's the more famous guy. Like, he's great at boxing. I don't know. I haven't heard of this other guy with the, you know, you know, a name that you couldn't even fit on a nameplate in any other professional sport. That's why I became a UFC fighter. He couldn't go into basketball, hockey, football. <laughs> they wouldn't fit, and they don't do hyphens to expand. And I was watching a highlight video of this guy, and, like, he, he seems exciting, and he seems to not mind getting beat around quite a bit, and he seems to have fucking energy in, like, round four or whatever the fuck, when everybody else, like, other fit dudes, these aren't like, man, this heavyweight's, you know, fucking really staying with it in round three. It's like, he's like two really fit, lean guys, and one of them's exhausted, and Khabib is coming at him with like a flying kick in the first two seconds. And I'm like, all right, this guy, I hope this guy beats the shit out of Connor, because the only thing in the comments I could garner, and YouTube comments are an excellent place to get perspective, mm. is that, uh, is Connor, he's got a heavy hand. And so they're like, if Khabib can avoid that heavy hand, his heavy left or right or whatever it is, left. then he's and he gets him on the ground, he's gonna butt fuck Connor. And so is that kind of the, the high level novice view of that like he's gotta it. avoid it? Connor is yeah, outstanding that, at working distance and being in the perfect range where he can touch your chin. And when he does, they call it the touch of death. He's just good. He hurts. He hurts. It hurts a lot when Connor hits you. Now, Nergam Khabib. <laughs> he's outstanding at closing <laughs> the distance, grabbing your legs and making you fall over. And then once he does, no one keeps you down quite like him. For minutes, he'll he'll like multitask and shit while he's beating you up. And he just, he holds you down, he hits you, and he, it's just a grinding, painful, awful way to lose a fight. And that it's, guy's elbows have seen some wear because I saw, the as hard as he was hitting people with those elbows, like, just watching the video, I'm like, he's got to call it off, right? Like, he's gonna, he's gonna cave this man's skull in. Like his eyes about to pop with how, how hard and how quickly. And he's a little dude, and so you got sharper elbows. It, like, there's kind of an un- unstoppable, or what is it? Unstoppable object versus unmovable object. I ruined it. Yeah, unstoppable force versus unmovable object thing happening going on there. Where one's so good you can't take him down because he hits you. The other's so good you can't avoid being taken down. Let's watch. Yeah, uh, very excited about it. Um, I I think Connor's going to win this for for a number of reasons that we've went through two or three times now. But uh, just super excited to see the fight. Super excited to see the fight. You know, we're we're less than two weeks away now. Um, It's it's going to be massive. It's going to be a huge fight. It's going to be a crazy night. The atmosphere, I'm sure, in that arena is just going to be nuts. Because you'll see what what you'll notice if you watch the fight, Taylor, is Connor brings his his cheerleaders with him. They pay. To come cheerlead for Connor from he Ireland, from Ireland. They pay. <laughs> well, they he's pay. saying they buy flights the, and travel oh. to Vegas. Yeah. 
the arena will be full of Connor fans. There will be eight guys who are cheering for Nurmagomedov, and they're all on his team. And then there'll be like a whole wave of Irish flags out there in the in the audience, and they'll be saying the Ole Ole. You'll you'll know they're there. They'll Remember be there when in force. Apollo Creed came in versus Ivan Drago. Right, one guy walks in kind of stone faced, and then Living in America starts playing. <laughs> he's dressing and he's dancing. <laughs> That's that will be the scene, but an Irish version of it. Yeah, it's like the pinnacle Absolutely. of home field advantage. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Boo! Fuck you, the other guy. Like, <laughs> I liked uh, Khabib's like struggling in one like post fight thing. Uh, like he clearly doesn't speak English that well, but his like attempt at trash talk, he's like Ireland, five six millions, Russia, one fifty millions. <laughs> we we fight in Russia, many millions. <laughs> Is he talking about population? How many fans yeah, he can bring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he'd be like, "That's that's great, Khabib. Grab those number wait, wait. lessons coming along." He's <laughs> <laughs> number one easy fight in lightweight division, and yeah. and, and, and and Rogan's like. Yeah, yeah, all right then. <laughs> Nerma Gugga. <laughs> oh, here's oh, Nermi. <laughs> if you happen to watch the fight, Ner- Ner- Khabib always brings his hat with him. <laughs> <laughs> it's this big, fluffy, like, fur, yes, white hat. And he sticks it on Joe Rogan every fight. And, and Joe wears it. He doesn't care. He rocks it. So I, I like it. And one of the, some of the other fighters were like, that's favoritism. You know, like, how come you wear his hat? And Joe's like, bring me a hat. I'll wear it. You know, <laughs> I, I wear it because he brings me a hat. You know? like, well, I don't want to tell him no. <laughs> yeah, so right. I put the fucking ushanka on and I say thank you. Do you yeah. know what it's called? A shaka? Uh, an ushanka. Ushanka. No. Oh. no. An ushanka is uh, the fur hat uh, that you see a lot of times in the, in the movies. That he's the wearing this, uh, this, this like. Doesn't he just have a white one of those? No. No, he's got this big poofy like uh, yak herding hat or something that's that's very regional. And Ushanka is the sort of brown uh, uh, fur hat that's that's much much nicer to look at. I've got an Ushanka. I know. I remember you wearing it in a video. Well, yeah. nothing comes up on Google Images for a puffy yak herding if hat. You, so I'll take if you word. search for a Khabib hat, then uh, and I'm showing so, it to people. If if you're a Patreon, we thank you very much, and uh, you're looking at images of the hat. There's even one of Joe Rogan wearing it. Like I said, oh, this looks more like it's just called a, a papaka. A papaka, uh, yeah, is in native to Dagestan. Yeah, which is of course over there. Yeah, it's a region of uh, of, of Russia, Russia. Yeah. a mountainous region. Apparently, I watched this whole video. There's this guy who does videos and. He's got a very nice radio voice, but he doesn't show his face. Instead, he shows like a salamander, like an animated salamander talking. Mm-hmm. And uh, he breaks down um, body language. Oh, different one. I don't know. He, he breaks down like body language and, and gives you like um, a lot of inside knowledge and stuff about, I, I think, MMA. It's always MMA when I watch. And uh, he was showing when uh, Habib versus when Connor went to Russia and how they were both treated. He, he was like, Habib makes it sound like he's got 150 million Russians behind him, and yet he can walk the streets and no one knows who he is. He's like, when Connor flew into Russia, he's meeting with Vladimir Putin himself. And they show the whole meeting, and it's like Connor and Vladimir, and he, he goes like frame by frame. He's like, Connor puts his arm around Putin. Look at Putin. He doesn't shrink away. He throws his arm right around Connor. 
Even the security guy is taken aback. Connor quickly moves his arm to a less familiar position. Meanwhile, Habib's having to buy his own tickets just to get into the Russian soccer game. <laughs> he just like breaks it down like like it was great. It was fun seeing like like his take on that and knowing that it's got to be true. It's I mean it. Yeah. Just, if Khabib like, be, beats that, Connor though, he'll get a lot of shine from that. Sure, but I don't know if it'll get the shine in Russia as much as he'll get the mm. the shine from like people like us, right? Like yeah. It, like Connor said it well in that press conference. He's like he, he's like he's like you're in the big leagues now. Like you're with the big dogs. Like if he beats Connor, then he legitimizes himself, and and maybe his twenty six and zero record isn't quite so padded as I think it is, and and maybe like his his you know his pedigree rises exponentially. Jill Sonnen said it well. He he was like a lot of people think that like if you beat that guy, suddenly you get all that guy's attention, and that is not what happens. You know, <laughs> you beat Jill Sonnen, you don't become the new you know gangster from West Lynn. Like that's still him. You're. You just get maybe a little bump, you know? His fans have heard of you now. And that's what Khabib will get. He'll get a little bump after he beats Connor. And I wonder what happens to Connor's career. How much does it deflate? Um, it won't deflate at all as far as the money he makes and the, and the people he draws. I, the question will be what he does next. Like, he signed a six-fight deal, but that's mm. not, I mean, I'm sure you saw Chell say it. You know, it's, that's not him saying, I'm going to fight six more fights. That's the UFC locking him in so he's not going to start up Connor promotion productions and, like, make his own thing or go off to Bellator or whatever the fuck. Like, he's going to be a UFC man for the rest of his career. How many more fights does he, does he fight, win, lose, or draw this, uh, on, on Saturday it, night? To paint the most negative picture I can, if he loses against Khabib, he's lost three out of his last four fights. You know, I... You think he's got the star power to pull he'll him live, he'll forward live anyway? Lost to Nate, beat to Nate. Let's do it this way. Lost to Nate, beat to Nate. Lost to Mayweather, lost to Khabib. I, I, I count Are the Mayweather fight Mayweather? as a win. No, nobody's counting Mayweather. Not, and most people count it as a win because... Well, I, like, painted the, as an, I, I prefaced it the most negative way I can. I, you can't <laughs> really count it as a win. Given that he lost, and the interesting thing about his loss to Nate is like you know the 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 way the first fight came about with with them like trying to mm. save a card and like with no preparation for a guy that looks like Nate, and then Connor's like, all right, well let me just get ready for you then, Nate, and we'll do it again, and he he beats Nate, and then hey, we'll see what happens this fight. I, I this is huge. This is huge for both of their careers. I mm -hmm. think. Uh, I think that Connor's going to make more money on this fight than he's ever made in a UFC event. Okay, uh, okay. I, I bet he's getting huge points. His liquor is really taking off. I see it all over the. U I watch a lot of liquor review channels on YouTube. Everybody's mm -hmm. reviewing Proper Twelve. Everybody's sipping on some Proper Twelve and 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 you know giving their opinions on it. Uh, we should drink that for our next drinking episode. I saw Get that uh, Connor McGregor drink. Ugh, I saw that one of the things uh, on the bottles, I guess he donates like uh, a pretty large percentage of every bottle sale to uh, first responders, which is pretty cool. Um, what, um, what do you mix with Coke? Rum. It's not rum. It's, it's whiskey. Whiskey and it's Coke. A, no, whi whiskey, whiskey, Coke. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, you oh. mix everything with Coke, you know? Mm -hmm. it's yeah, whiskey, Coke, Coke and rum and Coke are I the could, two most popular. Yeah, you could I do rum and Coke with Conor McGregor's Coke. brand. Yeah. You'd be surprised. It doesn't. T it tastes a lot more, lot more like whiskey than it does Coke when you mix whiskey and Coke. You just have more to drink. Yeah, but Woody's gonna <laughs> not pour it like a bartender. He's gonna be like, "All right, shot and a half of whiskey and glug 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 glug
like they want you to know like you're not getting hosed because if you get like a bunch of weak drinks you're gonna be like god damn it i'm paying you know eight nine dollars mm. for these and i'm getting nothing because like yeah you're not paying for the flavor you're paying for the alcohol in a social situation yeah for sure yeah okay. you definitely want a, a strong drink i've never been like ah oh, this drink's too strong it's like hey, hey he's, he's not fucking us over boys yeah, <laughs> yeah. get a double yeah, that, if like I was more, a bartender, that's how I'd make tip. it. Because I work for tips. You and I, <laughs> we're on the same team. That owner over there, fuck him. It's you and me. We're the team here. That I would make that really well known. Yeah. Yep. Be one of those bartenders who's like doing shots with your customers all night, but you're always giving yourself like quarter shot and giving them nice fat ones. So at the end of the night, they're like, man, that guy was cool. <laughs> Let me give him another $60. In the drinking episode, they said I wasn't taking full-sized shots. I didn't realize shot glasses came in different sizes. I thought a shot was a sh- I, I could see that it was taller and thinner, but I just assumed it balanced out. I only knew there were regular shots and then double shots, but I guess there's a smaller one, too. I don't know. They I said on the, the subreddit that I was taking smaller shots, which certainly wasn't by design. I, it's not the kind of thing I know not in your wheelhouse no, so no. it looked like a shot glass so <laughs> yeah it, they were clearly shot glasses I, I maybe i'll google it and see if they're right i don't know why i just trusted them i mean it, so they're on the internet it's clearly true <laughs> yeah there's a few different sizes there's a you know one ounce two ounce two and a quarter ounce like like if you if you just look at various shot glasses it doesn't matter <clears throat> the uh but the, yeah connor's already in vegas he's acclimating to the the climate i suppose mm. and uh yeah, it's getting Fucking, it's two weeks. Does that sound right to you? It's, August it's just, 6th? Just under two, two weeks now. Yeah, it's October 6th. Um, very excited. Very excited for the fight. I, I, I've been talking about it to everybody I know, even people who have no inclination. Like, I, I like it better if someone has no idea what's going on. I'm like, well, let me tell you who Conor mm. McGregor is. And they're like, oh, that sounds awesome. Now let me tell you who fucking Khabib Nurmagomedov is. <laughs> At age seven, he began wrestling bears, <laughs> which is true. Have you ever seen that video, Taylor, of him wrestling a bear as a child? Yeah, we watched that one, and no wonder he's so good. He's learned that a loss means death. <laughs> so that's why he's, he's never so lost successful. a round. That's what's in- one of the interesting little pr- things about Habib. He's never lost a round in professional oh, uh, why are, mixed martial why are you arts. So, why are you so confident in, in Connor over him then? I don't think he's ever fought anyone as good as Connor, not nearly as good as Connor. Um, Dos Anjos and uh, and Michael Johnson were probably his most difficult opponents. Uh, and the in the UFC, I don't know how many fights he's had, like seven, eight, something like that. So his other like sixteen or seventeen fights are like amateur fights. And uh, I don't and, and I don't know who any of those people are. Not that I'm uh, an expert or anything, but I don't know who any of those people are, or, or if they were legitimate bouts. I don't I don't know what the deal is. But I know that Conor McGregor has time and time again uh, beaten the best of the best. Um, like, like if you if you look at the list of people that he's got, he's beaten in the UFC, they're all the best of the best. They're the world beaters. They're the the people who were champion for not two or three years in a row, but five and ten years in a row. And they 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 often had skill sets that were believed to be his kryptonite, and still. When he finally hit them, it was game over. And he's been taken down. And he's not great on the ground, especially off his back. But, it, but they, there's a round system here. It's not a 25-minute long fight. At the end of the round, they're like, all right, stand back up. And then they fucking reset again. And I, when I watched Habib's last fight against a real estate selling ranked oh. number 11 in the world fella, I noticed that he didn't get a lot of his takedowns. He got like 
30% of them or something like that. And when he did get the guy to the ground, didn't do a ton of damage. The guy got back, right back up at the end of the round and kept going. Al Alaquinta was a college wrestler. Conor McGregor is from a country that doesn't even have wrestling. And, and that real estate salesman thing is an insult that Conor likes to use. I, I, it, uh, it's true. Al, it, well, yeah, I guess, but he's barely true. Um, you he, will buy this house. He, <laughs> he was in a dispute with the UFC. He said, fuck it, I'll just stop doing this. I'll sell real estate instead. He realized he makes a lot more money fighting, and then there he is. So, so that's the truth behind it. Um, Connor, yeah, they don't even have wrestling in, in Ireland. That's not like a thing. He doesn't grow up wrestling or anything. Alaquinta did. And then next to that, Khabib decided he was going to strike with this guy. And you know, he, he didn't really bring his A game because he could beat the guy with one hand. So... Yeah, his championship fight was probably not the best time to be like, eh, we'll see what happens and, and mess around. I don't buy that. I don't buy that Habib was just like, oh, I wasn't trying. He wanted to make a I, point. I wasn't trying tonight. It, yes, it was with the championship, and one shot could have knocked me unconscious, and that would have been my career over, and this is what I fought for for my entire life, but I wasn't really trying <laughs> as hard as I could. Not a good game plan, but uh, he walked away with the belt and made his point. Well... Let's hope he brings a good game plan when he fights the greatest striker that's ever been in that division. Connor seems to realize he's in for a fight, right? Connor, it's, it's my impression of it is that he's bringing his A game. He's doing everything he has. Khabib is telling Daniel Cormier, hey, it'll be easy. Not a big deal. This guy's not a problem for me. And it's like, you better realize that Connor's good at fighting. That's kind of what he's known for. We'll Absolutely. see. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I definitely like Connor in the fight. Uh, I think I think he's gonna knock Khabib fucking unconscious, and I'm going to, I'm gonna scream so loud the neighbors will hear me. It's, well, it's there's not a lot great. of money to be made against by betting against Connor, but I'm giving it a try anyway. <laughs> Five dollars <laughs> says Khabib wins. Absolutely, I, what I'm, a, I'm, I did win one. What did I? What was I right about? We we I, we just did um, a bet. Oh, I don't recall what the most recent one was. Oh, what was? It was definitely a UFC fight. Yeah. Oh, it was Cody Garbrandt losing to um, DJ Dillash- TJ Dillashaw. Yeah, yeah, that, is, that yeah. was it. There's a uh, there's rumors that that uh, TJ may be fighting on that Madison Square Garden card that no one knows who's going to be the headliner for the Poirier Nate Diaz uh, card. Right, they're going to be the second the the co-main event, but no one really knows who the main event's going to be. So and then and um, some of the ideas I've heard is that it might be. Uh, TJ um, TJ coming in and fighting someone, uh, or it could be uh, John Jones, and they just don't want to announce it yet, and they don't want to take any shine off of the Connor fight. Yeah, so John Jones back early for snitching. I look forward. It's great, to- fucking uh, great. He is fucking such a heel. Yes. He is such a heel. Uh, I, I I want DC to beat the crap out of him so want, does dc <laughs> i want john jones to come back without the benefit of steroids looking like he does between camps all fat and soft and round and mm-hmm. uh and then dc also fat and soft and round but my guy <laughs> <laughs> wins that would be great my, my I hope bet that, that john jones shows up and has terrible diarrhea <laughs> like really rough and he that gets happens. knocked out and he shits his pants dude that's my not that uncommon is- Dan Cormier is going to retire. He'll retire after he beats Brock, I, I would think, because um, he he's he's afraid. He's afraid of doing it again. He's he's got to be. There's Who's no way. Brock? 
not no, he's not afraid of Brock. He's oh. afraid of uh, he's afraid of John Jones. He thinks John Brock Jones is an is... easy fight. That's the same thing. He's underestimating Brock Lesnar. DC thinks he can beat that guy easily. Really? He seems to. I mean, I'm sure his techniques is way better. It's just it seems like it'd be hard to imagine someone like Brock just seems so strong. Yeah. Is there anybody stronger than him in that division? Is there anybody fucking close? Who has hands the size of a catcher's Not the hands. No, I think my technique's better than Shaquille O'Neal's, and that guy would whoop my ass. You know, size matters. And you're throwing a punch, like having those big meat hooks on there. Like, he's going to, like, I don't know. There's just something about that guy's build where you're like, this is a genetic thing. Like, Eh, if you check his Neanderthal ancestry... Like, yeah, it's definitely a science <laughs> thing. There's a little bit of science helping uh-huh. out, but that just capitalized on exi- existing Neanderthal ancestry. You know, uh-huh. he's, he's even got a little bit of a brow ridge. <laughs> like, if you tested all of us, like, we're all white, and so got some Neanderthal in us, but I bet his is, like, triple up on that. Yeah, yeah. He was he, the he, last one. He's like, <laughs> he's like 10% Neanderthal. He's, <laughs> he's a monster of a man. His he's great, not great grandfather, not standing fully upright. No, yeah. not yet. Brock, why don't you have any children? Not compatible with you with two legs. <laughs> <laughs> and he shuffles away on his knuckles. <laughs> At full speeds, Brock can get going 24 miles an hour on all fours. <laughs> Notice as he protects his harem of WWE cardholders. <laughs> those people are. Yeah, I, I think... I think Cormier is scared. I, I think he would have to be. How could you not be afraid of that man after what he's done to you already? And maybe if he's not afraid of the physical pain, but he's got to be afraid of the da- of the uh, damage to his legacy that that, that he might incur. Because like DC, I I don't know what DC's record is all time, but I know that I've never I've only seen him lose twice, and both times was Brock Lesnar. I mean, um, John Jones. I think and that's the second it. he time, was undefeated at heavyweight, still is. Now he's the heavyweight champ. He was. He's undefeated at light heavyweight, except for John Jones. And uh, I, I feel like John, if he fights Jones not on steroids and whoops him, he's the best light heavyweight of all time. No question. Would, it's Daniel Cormier. And John would definitely, Jones would have uh, a big old asterisk, cheated his way to some wins. It, it, it would definitely uh, change things a little bit, for and sure. You want to talk about a lack of confidence? A fighter who no longer has steroids coursing through his veins? That's a guy with the low oh, he'll confidence. Still, look, if he, he'll still be on something. Yeah, come, <laughs> on. come on. He's going to be on a little something. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, we'll see. We'll, I, I think John Jones with no steroids, sixth best light heavyweight. I wish Cormier would get popped for fucking roids. <laughs> that, <laughs> Cormier passes the eye test, man. That guy <laughs> sails that, through that. Guy, that. They, don't even, they don't even suspect him. They're like, all right, Jones, give us your pee and... <laughs> Cormier, go home. Don't eat too much fast food on the way. I'm I'm watching a couple uh, Brock Lesnar highlights, just, you know, no sound or anything. But so many of the times he's mounting these people and they have to change cameras because they can't (laughs) see through his giant back. (laughs) He's hiding in another enormous man behind his back and they have to be like all right the brock back effect camera four like, and they have to switch it around like uh, and it, he doesn't seem to have the right like I, maybe hammer fisting really is just that and that's all the technique you need but I it agree. seems like he's just smashing the shit out of people like an ape and it seems to work like you, you see a feeling of like panic in the person on the ground i saw this big asian guy tap out from getting pu- head punched 
where it's like the guy's still cogent, but he's like, I'm getting dumber by the second, and then he's just trying to tap. I wish he'd use both hands, like a like an actual gorilla. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's rocking out. He's rocking out. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the state of Brockomania. Nothing can hurt. <laughs> All those vitamins they, coursing through his veins. Yeah, they, use, they use two refs for his fight because one can't hit, like, couldn't possibly pull him off of his opponent if he goes into Brock mode. Dude. <laughs> what a maniac. Yeah, Fear not, viewers. Brock is well trained. And this they, man's in no danger. <laughs> and they say that DC is a it's an easy win for him. Yeah, maybe it is. DC's, DC's, I need to DC. see it first. I don't know. I've seen easy wins before that, that don't go the way you expect. Who's yeah, the best that's... person that Brock has beaten? The best person like the, Brock has beaten? Frank Mir? Um, Overeem? No, no, Overeem whooped him. Uh, maybe Frank Mir. Probably Frank Mir, yeah. Keith Haring? I... Beat uh, Old Captain America. But uh, Randy Couture, but, yeah, he's but, not even was so old though, you know. Yeah, wasn't he like in his fifties at that time? Something. He's he 40. was like a medical miracle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was he was all roided up. He, you know, he, Rock's he was running a, like a gorilla on his knuckles, and he's got two tennis balls on his walker. <laughs> the, fucking, the fucking ring. <laughs> he sits uh, in that like assist up the stairs that old people do, and press the button. Gets him. Dude, I did a uh, an SIV course this weekend. For people who don't know, it's like a paramotor, a paraglider, really. Like acrobatics and disaster recovery thing. The class went big. There were like nine reserve parachutes thrown over three days. They were just getting all wrapped up. One, There was a girl there. She was there with her guy. And uh, she's in what's called an auto-rotation. So about a third of the wing was trapped inside the lines. So the wing is spinning sideways. And she's worried she's going to black out. So she takes her reserve and she throws it. Well, she's spinning. So the reserve lines wrap around her neck twice. And then it, go, then it starts to deploy. And she's drifting down towards the lake, being hung as she goes. And she's like, man, I really hope that I, uh, Don't die. <laughs> that I hit the water soon because <laughs> I can't breathe and I'm being hung. And uh, it was just so badass. I, my, my classmates were great. The stuff we did was cool. I went big. Uh, learned some new moves, new tricks I'm going to bring home with me. And Are you certified to do more stuff now? Or is this uh, uh, like you training? Don't, you don't get certified in tricks, I guess. But uh, there, I, there were three things I wanted to work on. Uh, two of them I learned. And one of them I learned I should only do over water with a boat to get me. <laughs> and uh, there was one point in my memory... The is wing- this a move that you had already been doing, though? No. Where no. they're like, now don't you ever do this alone without a boat to catch her. And you're like, yeah, never ever, guys. <laughs> no, <it's laughs> I don't do this routinely. <laughs> there's something called a helico. It's probably the most difficult move. And the wing stays above you and you just float down. And It's pretty cool to look at. Anyway, uh, it's really prone to... Ra- I got it wrapped up in what they call a stall ball. So the wing is just in this configuration that I couldn't explain. It's just like folded up in a mess. And uh, I'm getting ready to throw my reserve. The re- instructor is like, all right, Woody, I think you need your reserve on this. I had enough altitude. I wasn't panicked. And he's like, wait a minute. You might be able to fix it. So I went back to it, tried to undo it, and did. And uh, when, I, when I finally got the wing expanded, I had twisted. Like, you know, on a swing set, you can twirl around. I had done that three or four times. So I just undid that and flew away and tore the wing, tore a two-foot hole in the wing. 
we just duct taped it and I used it the rest of the weekend. Uh, it was super cool, super cool. So I'm pretty excited about it. I got new moves, new, new experiences, saw a whole bunch of reserves tossed and it was, a, I want to do it again. Nice. <clears throat> do you have another event scheduled as of now? The last one of the year is in October. Uh, I don't even have a wing at this point. It's out for repairs. The, you know, the duct tape is not a permanent solution. <laughs> so that's where we are. But nice. good times. I was very excited. Did you guys see that uh, it all, I guess, or it seems to have finally concluded today, the, the Bill Cosby shit? Oh, what do you get? Ah. Yeah, they said uh, between three, at least three, but up to ten years in a state prison. Hmm. Yeah, oh, that's kind of a life sentence, I suppose, for him. Three? Yeah, He's... yeah. It said uh, at least yeah. three, up to ten. I think I feel like here's a, a link just to the Wikipedia of that specific case. There was more than that. That picture of him with the fucked up eyes—that's from 2011. <laughs> Jeez. He's aged like a president since <laughs> then, and he was already an old man. Uh, but this... yeah, it says uh, it was a civil suit against Andrea Constand. Uh, it was filed in March '05 and was resolved with und- undisclosed cash settlement uh, in November 2006. It was later revealed that the amount paid to Constand uh, was $3.38 million. Uh, the case was filed by her, a former college and Canadian basketball team player. Uh, December 30, 2015, however, Cosby was charged with three second-degree felony counts of aggravated indecent assault as a result of the accusations made by Constand and a few more details, and then now he's sentenced to three to ten years in prison. Upon release, he must register as a sexually violent predator for the rest of his life. He, I didn't realize he was 81. I, I thought he'd be in his 70s. I knew he was old, but 81, yeah. This is a life sentence at 81. Maybe. I mean, I'm, is he still rich? Yeah. I mean, oh, absolutely. yeah, he's still rich, but like A trial still. can drain even rich people. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, he paid that woman three point four million almost, you know, ten mm. years ago. But for Bill Cosby, three million is probably pff, whatever. I mean, lunch. He might have paid twenty two million for the attorneys, though. Like, can be. He's yeah. worth four hundred million. Oh. Okay, well, that's, that's a lot of money. celebrity net worth thing. Yeah, I consider that eighty percent bullshit. But even if it's off by like a factor of ten, and he's worth forty <laughs> yeah. million, then he's so rich that he's fine. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, time well, he's not going to be okay. He's 81, and, and you know, he, this amount of stress on a guy that old, like, he's not going to last much longer. He'll be dead soon, I would imagine, you know? Like, this is a lot of stress, like, being in court, in and out of court, having stuff hanging over your head, for especially a guy that age. He does have civil uh, suits coming, so that could take a, take a real chunk. Yeah. That could take hundreds of millions off of him. Jeez. I didn't know point, that you, just... they were allowed to uh, take settlements and then do uh, go back again later. But I guess it was an undisclosed settlement. So that means it was just money given, right? Like does, a buy-off? Does he have kids? Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, little Cosby's. Yeah, yeah he's, got, uh, he's got five, five kids. I was going to say, at this about. point, they're just taking money from his kids. Right, he's gonna have more than he can spend. How much do ramen noodles really cost? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) what's he gonna blow his money on toothpaste? You know what's funny is like, he's gonna be really popular in prison. Like he's big and like he's he's big enough that nobody's gonna be like, oh, uh, fucking, 
uh, Cosby, you know, this rapist, let's rape him in the showers. No, it's going to be like, man, Bill Cosby, I watched you growing up all the time. And he's going to be like, and I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for those damn women. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I could get my rape done in here if I roll with the right crowd. <laughs> I, we'll see. We'll see. What if, he, what if he turns out to be like a prolific prison rapist? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's gotten older. I'm looking at this picture. He looks a lot like a Ninja Turtle now. He looks like he looks like the Black Ninja Turtle. Yeah. Oh, he does. Well, it's it's the way his uh, his mouth is. You know, yeah. he's got like those. Turtle, turtle lips, like uh, Franklin. Remember, remember, hey, it's Franklin. Hey, it's, it's Franklin. Franklin. Yeah, yeah. Come over to my house or some shit. Yeah, something like that. He yeah, looks pretty something good something for eighty-one. This he might live till ninety-five. But that's a picture from twenty eleven. Uh, let me see the one that I'm looking on on the Wikipedia. The I'm using an article that says. He, it's real current because it just talked about how much he got three to ten years. No, nah, this picture's from today. I think he I looks what's good going for eighty-one. His head. Do you think many people are like still on his side? No, no, like only his the family and stuff. Uh, oh yes, family probably. And, and I think um, to be fair, I, I bet there's a group of African Americans who also are still on OJ's side for for some reason. Who are like, Dr. Cosby wouldn't do that. Them <laughs> bitches is lying. All 80 of them. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. Dr. Cosby. What do you think this is going to... I don't watch cable TV, but does the Cosby show still air? Uh, I, they probably pulled the reruns. It used to run like before all this happened. Yeah, it was absolutely running on like TV land, Nick at Night and all that shit. Dude, they should not pull the reruns of the Cosby show. That was a wholesome show. Just because he ended up being a creep doesn't mean the, the show wasn't good. And, all, and what you're really doing there is like saying to all the people who are getting syndication money for having spent so much time on that show, like, nope, fuck you, sorry. Ah, they don't get the that. The guy who ran the show. Yeah, they do. Yeah, the no. main actors, they get syndication money. Not unless they had a contract that specifically laid it out. They don't just get it for being in there. Like, like a fucking Jason Alexander ain't getting no Seinfeld money. Yeah, they make a ton of money every year. Jason Alexander doesn't. Yeah, the entire cast does. Absolutely not. Where are you getting your facts, Taylor? Because I get mine from Jason Alexander. Yeah, me too. <laughs> see. Yeah, Julia oh, Lee I mean, Dreyfus. If, if he said it, that then you're The only you're people who, right. who got that, syndication. That, oh, it was Friends. Friends they, are the people who, who banded together to mm -hmm. like get $10 million a year did. each. That was, okay, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Only Larry Jason David. Jason Alexander. He deserves and Julia Louis Dreyfus. No, uh, she's fine. She's she's already an heiress to billions of dollars. Well, well what about? Uh, I heard Captain... that wasn't true. That that was a urban legend. I, I'm not sure. I just no, it's a thing. It, it's it, there was some like caveat to it, but but like but like her her dad's definitely like hyper wealthy, um, and uh, but but yeah, only Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David get that crazy money. Larry David's worth like over half a billion dollars. Yeah, Gerard Luis Dreyfus. Her father is worth three point four billion. Yeah, that's pretty outstanding. I've been watching Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, for the second time, all of it uh, recently. I love that fucking show. Larry David's so funny. It's uh, so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. Like 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 it's it's like if George Costanza had his own show and he was a sixty year old man. It's great. It's <laughs> great. He's always getting himself into the most awful, precarious social situations, and and just 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 being a real piece of shit. 
but he plays himself. So like like I he, he's like pitching a show to the HBO executives, and they had gotten into a mix up earlier in the show where they had accidentally get, be, been given each other's Chinese food. The HBO exec took some of the shrimp out of Larry's shrimp lo mein, and he brings it up in the meeting over like when they're pitching a TV show. He's like, "Did you you enjoy my shrimp the other night? I know you took my shrimp. Oh, I've seen that one. <laughs> you took seven of my shrimp. I know you did." And he's like, you get the fuck out of here with your $450 million, you cheap son of a bitch. Get out of here. <laughs> he's so, like, didn't, he said he said that, uh, not, maybe not he said that, Seinfeld, one of them, said that George was based on him somewhat. Yeah. Like, just that level of neuroticism and, like, like, being disconnected with reality. Like, Jerry, you know, she's talking to me too quietly. Or, like, I'm doing the opposite. Or just these weird half- you know, half cracked schemes that he does week to week comes straight from his life. The whole like getting caught eating the 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 dessert out of the trash that happened to Larry David. <laughs> like, like, like a lot of the more embarrassing things happened to Larry David. It's 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 pretty great. Larry David tried to play Jason Alexander's role and he did okay, but he wasn't Jason Alexander. Who no yeah. one is Jason Alexander. He, I, I I can't even pick a favorite character in Seinfeld. It's so good. Like, ironically, Jerry would probably be on the bottom of the list of the four. Well, he's like the only Kramer, nonsense. I think yeah. Kramer wins, and then George, and then Elaine. But I don't know. Elaine and, Elaine's so good, too. Kramer's my but, bottom. I, I really? Just, yeah, he was never my guy. Gets me. That's not my kind of comedy. You know, like, I get it. You busted the door every time. Oh, my God. You know, they, <laughs> <But> his <laughs> you can't just tell the same joke it. every week, but there he is. <laughs> Oh, I I, love, I watched the one recently where they figure out his first name's Cosmo. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they all start giving him shit. Cosmo. He's like, and it and it takes him like in such Kramer fashion of like letting everything roll off his back. Like, there's not even like a, you know, five minute part of the show where he's all mad. He's like, comes in. He's like, I am Cosmo. Like from now on, I'm Cosmo. Like you will call like. They're all great. little idiosyncratic things are so good. Speaking mm. of good shows, there's a new one on Netflix that I don't think you guys have brought up. It's called Maniac. Have you seen it or mm. heard about it? I'll I'll link it. It's got Jonah Hill and ah, that's Emma out. Stone in it, and it's oh, that's out. Cool. I watched I watched a couple episodes yesterday evening, and I, this isn't like a spoiler or anything because this is all revealed very quickly. I'm I'm barely into the show at all, but it's about like Jonah Hill who. Again, this isn't giving anything away. It's apparent immediately. He has severe mental issues like psychosis, things like that, and uh, is like struggling with it deeply. And he is trying to get into these medical studies, these like psychiatric studies where they're like, hey, we'll pay you X, Y, and Z if you let us do this experiment on you. And it's basically about him and Emma Stone being in the same class of one of these psychological experiment things. And the pill they give you causes you to like have these very vivid kind of re not not flashbacks but like force you to rewatch like a day of your life so it's like you're there but you can't be like oh i, I realize this is a dream yeah i'm gonna say this to them instead you know on this terrible day because i know this would be the last thing i would say to them before they had a heart attack or something you know they have to sit there in that day and go through the whole really painful day and that's where i am right now like they're still explaining the value of it there's like a series of three pills you have to take for the regimen and they just took the first one in the most recent episode i watched you guys will like it though like, that's it's a interesting because i've never heard thing. like 99 percent of shows there's something like it like oh yeah you know, like it's 
I've never heard a premise like this at all. Matrix, maybe, kind of. There, there's a pill that opens your eyes, but this is different. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, definitely different. Like, I, it's still so, like, right here it says it's a dark comedy, which I'm, I'm so early in it that I can't even tell yet. Like, there are some, like, you know, uncomfortable moments where, like, Jonah Hill's clearly losing his mind and it is kind of a dark comedy thing. But really, it seems just as much sci-fi. As anything, which is yeah. kind of like, I, which is why I think you two would both like it a lot. You, hmm. Jonah Hill's so thin; he's lost so much fucking weight. It's absurd. He looks weird. Like he's he's a uh, he's one of, he's one of those people who got so so fat for so long that even at a young age, after losing all the weight, he's got that like fin of of neck skin. You know what I mean? Yeah. That like you don't ever see the Adam's apple anymore. It's just a stretching of skin from there, and it makes. Well, he him was look so huge like three now. years ago. Like like mm-hmm. he gained all that weight for war, um, war Dogs or Dogs of War, whatever that movie was, where he was like a gun runner. He was massive in that movie, and then he like dropped it all again. It's very impressive. Yeah. He, he, he looks. Uh, I don't know how much he weighs or how much weight he lost, but it looks like he lost a hundred pounds. He's like the antithesis of Christian Bale, or Christian Bale like gets down to emaciated for the Machinist. Yeah, and then they're like, "How did he put on sixty pounds of muscle in nine months to play Batman?" They're like, "Well, uh, I wonder how he did that. <laughs> uh, I, I wonder sixty pounds of muscle nine months that doesn't add up." Uh, and then Jonah Hill, it's like, "Man, look at how impressive it is that he got really, really fat again." <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> what man? Did he the eat? second, second, and he's everything. <laughs> yeah, just I just had a fettuccine Alfredo every day, all day, and um, yeah, here I am. Hmm. He's he's oh, a great thanks. actor though. I really like Jonah hey, Hill good. as an actor. Like he he's really good in this. He has you one hundred. Like he, I don't know what it is about his eyes, but he does a very good job of doing like the crazy person staring through you kind of look instead of staring at you kind of look. And so it it's really good. You guys should check it out. Yeah, I'm he's, enjoying it. he's had a he's had a cool career so far, and yeah. he's still so. Young. I liked him in Wolf of Wall Street. I think I liked him more than Leo, and I liked him in Moneyball, probably more than Brad Pitt. I, I totally agree with you about Moneyball there. Like everyone had recommended that movie and I only saw it about a year ago, but he he stole the show with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched it on a plane. I wasn't a huge fan. It was uh, I, I like Wolf of Wall Street a ton. I, I really enjoyed that. I liked it, it except like, Leonardo Cavier is a pain in the ass to watch. This is like the, the Quaalude scene that took I don't know, an hour and a half maybe of crawling to his car. Oh my fucking <laughs> god. I'm so bored. Like I it, thought that was funny because he didn't know. Wasn't that the first time he took Quaaludes? Where he was like, "What are these?" And then they he took them. He had like he he had taken way too many ones or something. Uh, yeah, he had taken some super Quaaludes or something, or he had taken way too many or something like that, and and they all kicked in. Now this had, is way too many Quaaludes. <laughs> I'll tell you firsthand that would knock that bitch out for days. <laughs> and I think he had to get home for some reason. Like there was a yeah, phone yeah. call or a crisis or something. Yeah, it was boring. <laughs> Oh, it was great. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I I don't know. Maybe I haven't seen a Leonardo, Di- Leonardo DiCaprio movie in a little while, but I just find him hugely overrated. I like You and Wings of Redemption. Him too. Oh, yeah. He used to hate on him because he got all really? the, cause the girls liked him. Yeah, Wings had a thing with Leonardo DiCaprio where he'd be like, fuck that guy. He's a bitch. And then he realized, like, I'm really only saying that because all the girls think he's so cute and he wished that he was in his position. I'm saying it because he has long, dull parts in his movies that he just stretches out that everyone thinks are brilliant except me. I mean, he's not directing the movies, you know. He's, he's just he's doing what the director wants him to do. I, I, I love him. I think he's 
Uh, he's definitely about, uh, top three actors that exist. I'd have to think about. I mean, you you know way more about actors than I do. Mm. Uh, wait, wait, that's interesting because I know Daniel Day Lewis is your number one. Number one. And if uh, uh, he's your number two or three, who else would you put up there with them? <sighs> he's dead, but Philip Seymour Hoffman. I didn't appreciate him until he was very gone. strong. That's a good call. Yeah, he was great in Capote. Oh. He he like his his voice and cadence in that is like so because you know what that guy sounded like right like the really weird talking down mm-hmm. high pitched thing like this. like yeah, he gets yeah. it like all those little like upticks and, and cadence changes he does perfectly but uh, Leo I think he's good in most stuff like uh, Shutter Island everybody Blood freaked Diamond. out about about how good he was in uh, Inception but I don't think he was that great in Inception like it was that movie is so fucking overrated. Like, I if you watch that again, and you're still... Then Shutter Island? I don't know that I saw Shutter Island. I... Oh, Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm talking about, Kyle. You've seen Shutter Island. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah I might need Didn't to see that. Didn't you think he was great in that? Uh, I thought he was incredible in that. And the the end, like, like the whole journey that he's going through and, and being a mentally ill person who's not sure if they're mentally ill or not, and then coming to the whole, the whole thing. I don't want to spoil it too much, but incredible movie I, I i like all this shit you know from what's eating gilbert grape to django unchanged to fucking um the the one he won the oscar for uh who, the name's ex- escaping me right now i, I, I revenant? yeah the revenant yeah i i fucking loved the revenant that was that was that was so good it's weird um, that wait, did he win his oscar for rev the revenant i think he did yeah it's interesting because like i wouldn't even put that in his top movies I, I agree. Like, I, I thought he was way better in Shutter Island than that. The Revenant had a very small plot that they stretched out for like three hours of just him, you know, crawling along the ice, crawling along the river, trying to get warm, trying to head back. You know, it's it's the story of a guy who got attacked by a bear and then made his way back to camp. Yeah, that's a oh, lot. I can't believe you call you crazy <laughs> that but... way. <laughs> Or something. Yawn. Yeah, Dude, we back in the Indians. Day, back in the day, you could like, like if I were whatever the fuck that character's name was, Hugh and I made it back. Hugh Glass. <laughs> or Hugh Glass. I would have. Um, I would have. Even if I had, you know, sauntered a hundred yards, they only see me coming out of the woods. I can make up whatever <laughs> tall tale I want. Why are you so tattered? Hey, you got money for clothes? No, nah, I've thought of. A fucking bear. Do you have any witnesses? Uh, that guy. Yeah, everyone <laughs> saw it. it. It was. It's. It's like if you, there's that website, like Badass of the Day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like there's a there's a whole like thing on Hugh Glass on there. It's. It's. I, I fucking love that shit. It was beautiful to look at. It was just. This just every minute of that movie. Just this. Everything on the screen. The cinematography was incredible. Like, like, like that opening scene where the Indians are raiding the fur trapping camp and the arrows are zipping yeah, by the camera like as they like wade through the water carrying fucking beaver pelts and the Indians are coming after them. The shit was great. I love that, that shit. That was pretty intense. Yeah, I, I'm having a hard time like picking a third favorite actor. Like, like a lot of them are so old that they're not really acting anymore. Like, like I really love like Jack Nicholson and Dustin Hoffman, for example. But when the fuck have they done, done anything? You know, like, like I don't know if they're going to do anything ever again. Uh, like, like, I think oh, Robert so De Niro funny. might... Robert De Niro has made so many stinkers over the last like twenty years or something like that. It's hard to include him in oh, there. Who's Even, the other mob I'd probably one? Put a, well, Joe Pesci, Ray Liotta. 
Um, good and good, but that's not who I'm thinking of. Uh, he once played uh, a blind. Al that's who I'm thinking of. Hoo-ah! Yeah. I also made say, a ton uh, of stinkers. Yeah, he made a ton of terrible movies. But um, like, who do you think the most overrated actors are that people seem to think are good? Like mine in that regard is is uh, De Niro. Like I don't hmm. think De Niro's that good at all. Like in Taxi Driver, he was good, but overall, he's just not that good. He's he's every single gangster movie he's in with Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci beats the shit out of him as far as acting goes, like and making you believe the character. Like he's, you know, Pesci doesn't get that same attention as De Niro, and he no. totally deserves it. Well, like he plays more bit parts. I like Pesci still. in uh, My Cousin Vinny. Yeah, no, that's, really that's hysterical. That. With uh, well, Marissa Tomei, I think. Yeah, she was good yeah, too. Marissa, she won the Oscar for that. Mm-hmm. The uh, I, all those people are getting their uh, their time in the sun again. And and I, here's my thoughts on De Niro. I feel like he just, I think I feel like he gets lazy. I feel like he just phones it in and doesn't hasn't really tried for like 15 or 20 years. Like like I there's like a dozen movies that you've never even heard of. They're so bad. Like he almost makes like B movies now. I, but. Scorsese is making The Irishman, right, for Netflix. And we've talked about it before, but it's that massively, massive budget gangster movie with Pesci and De Niro and all those guys that, you know, Scorsese is making. you, you got to imagine that he's going to bring his A game. Like, like, I feel like he could redeem himself big time. Black guy, snakes on a plane, says motherfucker a lot. He's, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, master of phoning it in. That guy will give half effort on a lot of films. I, and I... I, you just never know what you're going to get with him. I feel like he doesn't give a shit about whatever he's working on. He just splatters it out there. Some's good, some's bad. I liked him in The Hitman's Bodyguard. I thought that was, it was an action comedy. And uh, Chiz and I have discussed this. He's like, did have enough action or enough comedy <laughs> for an action <laughs> comedy? <laughs> and I, I kind of agree with him there, but I, I still enjoyed it. Uh, it, it. It was still fine. I, like It was like a movie, a uh, plane movie or something like that. It was it was, it was entertaining and, and, uh, and whatnot, but not yeah, a Samuel L. Jackson is the only A-list like movie star that I think if I spent 40 minutes making a fake production company, I could get him to come to St. Louis to make a film. He never he says come. no. He's like, Leave your number after the beep. It will be a yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're doing a docudrama about a hammer murderer here in the Saint Louis. Do you, you have three million dollars? <laughs> yeah. As far yeah. as you know, Mr. Jackson. Yes. <laughs> See you Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I got four days for the shoot before I do Zootopia Six. You know? <laughs> yeah. If you pay him his rate, he doesn't care about any any of the other stuff. And who could blame him? Right? It doesn't seem like. It doesn't seem like doing a shitty movie has any effect on his career trajectory, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like he's in the Avengers movies, he's got his role cemented in those. He, he'll he'll be in Marvel movies as long as he is he's alive. Watch, he'll never stop. They're never replacing that character. They'll have a new Iron Man. It'll still be Sam Jackson running fucking Shield. Yep, and good for him. Lock- yeah. Like he's one of, one of those like big actors that I feel like if you like walked up to him like you know Sam, you're just not a good actor. You'd be like. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, come on. He's a good actor. He just doesn't always give it all he's got. And he's also not always, he doesn't always have a lot to work with, right? Like if he's doing one of these, he's doing a movie like Snakes on the Plane. I mean, you should know from the title, the writing might not be that great here. Probably not. But 
I, he can definitely like 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 put in an amazing performance. Like look at Django or uh, or, or going all the way back to Pulp Fiction and everything in between. He's done a lot a lot of good good stuff. His uh his Stern interview was really good. Yeah. You guys want to call it a wrap? Yeah. Yeah. You want to play some Monopoly later, perhaps? KN 214. I'm, hey, 